It's often a bit mystifying how brands can go viral overnight. Sometimes they make it big, and other times they crash and burn. Is the road to brand fame and a bump to the bottom line worth the risk? I'm Alexis. And I'm Melissa. And we're just a little obsessed with these marketing moments. So join us as we break down the craziest and the coolest, most random brand stunts and campaigns from how the idea sparked to how the heck they pulled it off or didn't. And of course, will it stick? (laughs) Hey, Alexis. Hey, Melissa. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling a little draggy. Really? Well, I have a pick-me-up for you. I have a little cocktail that I made you. Looks like pee. (laughs) It's a yellow color. I want you to just have a little sip. Let me know what you think. Smells fabulous. (laughs) Can you, like, explain the flavor and then maybe take a guess as to what you think it is? I have no clue. Really? Explain the flavors. What's the profile? like sour, honey, strong alcohol. (laughs) I have no idea. So that cocktail is called a Mountain Jack. Have you heard of it before? No. Well, Alexis, today's a big day for me. Okay. Because we are talking about my go-to carbonated, caffeinated beverage, Mountain Dew. And your insides are green. (laughs) And my insides might be plastic. But I made you a cocktail that is apparently quite popular amongst who? I don't know. But it's called a Mountain Jack. It oh, is lovely. Jack Daniels and Mountain Dew. Great. Would you make it yourself? Like No, I hate Mountain Dew. <laughs> but it's so weird. I mean, I don't think I've had a Mountain Dew since I was like in high school maybe or even further back. So I don't even, I don't like know the taste of Mountain Dew. I, I would be able to recognize Dr. Pepper or Root Beer. Yeah, but you um, don't recognize Mountain Dew. I don't Dew. recognize Mountain Dew. That's so funny. I, you know this. I mean, since we've been friends and business partners, like it's Diet Mountain Dew for me. It is like my, I don't know why I get it is not the healthiest choice. <laughs> Actually, the other day, I don't know what happened. We were talking and your son said something to me like... Oh, no. I said I had explained to Caden what gay meant, and he was very confused and shocked. And I said, it would be like if I didn't marry dad, I married Melissa. And he goes, oh, my God, do not marry her. She drinks way too much Mountain Dew. And I was <laughs> like, oh, I shouldn't marry her because of that. Okay. That's so funny. Well, I do love Mountain Dew. I have cut back over the years, but I still love it. And I, you know what? Some things... If you love it that much, you just shouldn't have to give it up. But do you, you go on like, you like do, like other people do like no, like dry January, like to not drink. <laughs> I do Melissa like, goes like on stints of like no Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew free. Free. For a couple weeks. Yeah, I do. What's I the do longest you've ever gone? When I was pregnant, I cut way back. Like I still would have one here or there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Madison. And to Tina. my children, but they're fine. Yeah. I mean, there could be worse things. When my mom was pregnant with me. She does not smoke cigarettes anymore, but she did in the early 80s when she was like 19 and 20. And the doctor just told her to cut back on the weekends. Oh my God. So I feel like there's worse things I could have done besides drink Mountain Dew. Anyways, I love Mountain Dew. I don't know how y'all feel about it, but Mountain Dew is one of the most famous beverages in the world. Did you know that? Oh, no. It can be described as a 
green-yellow drink with a lemon-lime citrus flavor, carbonation, sugar, and caffeine. And it has a punch of caffeine, like a, a punch. punch. It's going to like punch your square in the nose. How much caffeine does it have? Let's take a gander at this little bottle. My Diet Mountain Dew looks to have 91 milligrams per 20 fluid ounces. And there's 20 fluid ounces in here. Is 91 milligrams a lot? I have no reference. Mm, don't know either. Well, I feel good. <laughs> I feel great, actually. The original formula was actually invented in 1940, so it's not that old. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And it was invented by Tennessee Beverage Bottlers and Brothers. That's a lot of Bs. Tennessee Bo- Beverage Bottlers and Brothers, Barney and Allie Hartman. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And they really struggled big time to get Mountain Dew to take off initially, but today, Mountain Dew is owned by Pepsi. They purchased it in 1964. Oh, okay. So, in researching this episode, I learned so many things that shocked me. Like, did you know that Mountain Dew was originally created to be a whiskey mixer? Oh, that's why it's the Mountain Jack. Yes, the cocktail I made you. It was like, that's what it was created and for. And they were created in Tennessee by Jack Daniels. Yep. Was it a collaboration? It was not a collaboration, okay. but I think because it was created... In the South, they were drinking a lot of whiskey, and they were like, what can we mix that's a little different? And they came up with this green, yellow beverage. And that blew my mind. But actually, the name Mountain Dew is like a Scottish-Irish slang for moonshine. Oh, like interesting. The word means moonshine. And it's referenced in the Irish folk song, The Rare Old Mountain Dew. And that's a song from like 1882. I'll maybe maybe insert a little clip of that song for you guys in case you want to hear it. The grass is growing, water's flowing, a free and an easy way. But give me enough of the finer stuff that's brewed near Galway Bay. For policemen all from Donegal, Sligo and Leitrim too. Well, give them the slip, I'm going to take a little sip of the rare little mountain dew. So, between the 1940s and the 1980s, there was actually only one variety of Mountain Dew that was made, like one flavor, and that was the OG flavor. That is the original Mountain Dew that we have today. But do you know how many flavors of Mountain Dew exist today? I was going to say, I didn't even know there was other flavors. What? There's other flavors? There are so many other flavors. And Mountain Dew does a really crazy job of creating specialty flavors for stunts, of one-off trial flavors, of customer idea flavors. They release new flavors all the time. So according to Mountain Dew Fandom website, there are currently 42 active flavors. What? 42? 42 active flavors. And that's between permanent flavors, regional flavors, limited edition, fountain only, special partnerships, energy, and Slurpees. What? But I found another 38 flavors that had been attempted or discontinued. So if my PR math is correct, that's like 80 total flavors since 1940. Wow. I know. That's a lot of... I thought it was just the green Mountain Dew. <laughs> no. Oh my God. No. Where do you find such flavors? You know, they actually sell some direct to the consumer on their website. But oh. at the gas station, I mean, if you walk into any gas station, you'll see... At least three or four, like, standard flavors on the shelves at all times. Original Diet, Code Red, like, a blue one. Like, you'll see a couple always. Oh. The energy drink. I just saw green. Well, this is Diet. 
Oh. But then there's also the original. There's a lot. Wow. But you didn't look, Alexis. I know you. You were like, dang, I, I see Mountain Dew. So That's all I see. Yeah. But the Mountain Dew brand story began like really as a story of the South. We already talked about it being this like whiskey mixer. Have you ever heard that country song by Chris Jansen, Fix a Drink? Oh, yeah. He's In the lyrics, he says, but if you got some cheap whiskey and some Mountain Dew, and that's a reference to Mountain Dew and whiskey being like a traditional Southern drink. That's crazy. Who knew, right? And actually, the first mascot for Mountain Dew <laughs> was Willie the Hillbilly. Interesting. What? I know. I know. Willie was a cartoon character that mimicked Southern stereotypes that were popular at the time, but would be super inappropriate today. Like if Mountain Dew's mascot was Willie the Hillbilly today, they'd be canceled AF. But Willie actually appeared on Mountain Dew's packaging up until 1969. Obviously, he's considered a little offensive, a little bit of a negative stereotype today. I mean, it's kind of like saying hillbilly today is kind of the same as white trash or redneck. Like, they all mean the same thing, right? Hillbilly seems a little nicer. It does seem a little nicer. I'd rather be a hillbilly than white trash. Me too. Seems like kind of just more fitting. Which one of us is more hillbilly? Oh, definitely me. See, yeah, I guess if we're really to go, like, if we're really to compare apples to apples, you have yeah. a couple notches of hillbilly on your belt more than I do. Yeah. You have, like, a, you have an, like RV, an RV. An RV. And you have quads. Pro- property in Colorado in the, in the sticks. And, yeah, yeah, okay, for sure. So today, Mountain Dew is a lot less, like, southern hillbilly and just a ton more macho and adventure junkie, right? Yeah. You've noticed that. But how did that transition happen? Because that's like a really big change since 1940s. And actually in the 70s, Mountain Dew execs realized they had to make the brand like way less hillbilly. It just wasn't resonating with that. The masses. Yes, really, right? not anymore. But their direction was still a bit unclear. I mean, they were throwing a ton of stuff at the wall. Nothing was sticking. And then in the 70s, they started a campaign called Hello Sunshine, Hello Mountain Dew, and that one stuck somehow. Hello, It was like cheesy looking. Cheesy, but maybe like in the 70s, maybe that wasn't cheesy. I don't know. I mean, I mean it looks like they're having fun. You know, they're drinking a refreshing drink. There's but like, yeah. It just wasn't like super captivating to me. No, there's like, just like basic. All these young people swimming in a pool, laying in the sunshine, catching the vibes, catching the rays, drinking Mountain Dew. Jumping, but going under the fountain, drinking Mountain Dew together in love. In love. But the baby boomers really liked it. And so by 1979, Mountain Dew was the fastest growing soft drink in America with sales surpassing 137 million cases. Oh my God. I know. I mean, that transition was the was the pivotal yeah, moment. It was like less hillbilly like Budweiser to now the masses where it was more, more like appealing. flower child. Yes. Yes. But now we're in the 1990s and we saw another rebrand for Mountain Dew. Okay. This time they were like, we need to get into this new thing that's picking up speed. Do you know what it was? No. Action sports. All right. Remember in the 90s, we talked about it in Red Bull. You were like, that is when it was all the rage. It was like crazy snowboarding, mountain biking, all of that stuff. Yeah. Like according to American sports data, the number of action sports 
like specifically among preteens and adolescents, was experiencing crazy growth from 98 to 03. Yeah, like wakeboarding was huge. Yep, that wakeboarding increased 49%. Paintball participation increased 66%. There was 84% more people trying indoor rock climbing, like all of a sudden. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, so Mountain Dew was like, how do we get in with that crowd? That crowd. So they went for it. And they attached their name to everything from skateboarding to BMX to snowboarding. I mean, Mountain Dew became the action sports drink. I just remember like, do the do. Yes, <laughs> do the do. And this really prompted like Mountain Dew to release a ton of energy drinks, like just to play in that space more. So they were trying everything to be like associated with action adventure. Yeah. And they and did I, it. I like definitely recognize them when I think like, again, I remember watching wakeboarding on TV or anything. It's like, they're, they're all over the place. Totally. And Alexis, when it comes to marketing stunts, Mountain Dew is definitely sitting pretty at the top, I would say. Nice. Yes. I mean, they do the weirdest, the most random things to capture attention of their customers and everything they do really seems to fit squarely within the demo they serve, which is really smart. Yeah. I would say I'm not the traditional demo they serve, so it doesn't really like hit me. Yeah. But I don't I think I'm outside their core. I think I just happen to like jump on the Mountain Dew bandwagon and I'm just like hanging on by a thread. <laughs> I would not put you in the action sports category. No, I'm like so far from it. <laughs> oh my god. So far from it. But really what's interesting is that many of these stunts, campaigns and activations like aren't really all that crazy. They're just super creative, so they all picked up speed. Okay, I'm ready to hear. So there are a lot of examples. I had to narrow it down. So I'm just going to go through some of my favorites, okay? So in 2007, Mountain Dew execs were frustrated by how much R&D time it was taking to develop and launch a new flavor. Yeah. So they decided they would let the customers do the heavy lifting, and they named this program Dewmocracy. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Good name, right? Yeah. So the company developed a 3D animation-based video game, allowing players to develop the new drink's color, flavor, and label graphics. Okay. Isn't that That's cool? cool? Participants were asked to register at democracy.com, where they promoted the product, asking followers to vote for their flavor. About 1.5 million users joined this website. Wow. I know. Like 1.5 million people wanted to create their own Mountain Dew beverage. And Mountain Dew soon ranked number one on tweens list of newest beverages they had tried and number two among teens. Wow. I was going to say, when did you get into Mountain Dew? I actually didn't drink soda at all until college. I never drank soda growing up. And your addiction began, began then? I think it began in college. Yeah. Did you ever like mix, do mixers with it? No. Ugh, Never. I hate to say that's disgusting. <laughs> Is it really? I mean, I think it's the honey because I only like Jack Daniels honey whiskey. So I was like, you know what? Oh, gosh. Yuck. In 2009, the company entered phase two of the Democracy campaign and took its engagement efforts a step further by launching Do Labs, a private social network for the brand's most loyal fans. Do Labs? A private social network. Okay. Interesting. That's, are you on it? Are you I'm, like the leader? I'm not. I was just searching it. Like, where do I? It doesn't see exist Melissa's anymore. like the ambassador. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, no, it does not exist anymore. Okay. Mountain Dew used this exclusivity to get fans to go the extra mile to promote all their new products. And it actually ended up growing into a really big online community of more than 900 passionate Mountain Dew drinkers. Like they were the people who were like pushing all the products. They were like the most serious brand ambassadors. These people live and die by Mountain Dew. Are you sure you're not <laughs> on it? I'm sure. Members would actually receive samples of like all the flavor finalists for the Democracy campaigns. And members were even very involved in the creation and campaigning of specific flavors. Like this was a big fucking deal. Oh my God. I know. One of the flavors that came out of the Democracy campaign was called Whiteout. Okay. It was first released in stores in 2010 and it became a permanent flavor in the U.S. that year. Okay. And that year, Mountain Dew teamed up with actor, writer, and comedian Jerry Brooks, who's also known as J.B. Smooth. Like, I want like a name like that. Yeah. Like M.D. Smooth. You should name yourself. Like, D-Flip is cool, but M.D. Smooth <laughs> is probably better. Anyways, J.B. Smooth was now, like, part of the team for this campaign, and he presented a look behind the scenes of these hilarious focus group interviews that he did for Mountain Dew Whiteout. Okay. Do you like soda? Yes, I do. When do you drink soda? When do you drink soda? Uh, when do you drink soda? You know, I, I can't. I can't. I can't do these questions, man. This could be anything, right? Yeah. This could be donkey. Do you like donkeys? You know, it could be anything up here. This is not going to take us down the road we need to go and try to figure this survey out. What you're going to do, man? Take that pip and wipe your ass with it and throw it in the garbage, man. What, well, just... Mm. <laughs> if it's a focus group. Lauren, blow your nose on it. Be a lady. Blow, blow your nose on it. Wipe your nose with that sh But I was harassed by some crazy man. <laughs> What do you think of that little focus group? I Alexis? like impeen my pants laughing. We need to do that. I that mean, is hilarious. It is so funny. It's a you know a fake focus group for this product, and they really just did it to create hilarious video content for social media to promote this new flavor, and it, it worked so well because the videos were way less about the product itself and more about just entertaining. Right? It was that's crazy. I know. In the commercials weren't really filled with brand messages. They were just filled with entertainment. And pro like product placement, obviously. Totally. But it is so funny, like the random focus group thing that they're doing. He's like, tell me who you are. He's like, I'm Chris. He's like, no, no shit. I know your name. He's like, tell me who you are. He's like, I'm the man. He's like, that's right. He's You're like, the man. man. Tell me more, man. And some girl's like, is this really for Mountain Dew? And he's like, hey, draw a Mountain Dew logo on someone's chest right now. And he, they're like, what does this have to do with like the focus group? And he's like, man, just do it. Just do it. Oh my God. I want to host a fake focus group. I know. So bad right now. I know. That is hilarious. We're going to do it. See, I'm telling you guys, inspiration comes from the weirdest places. I love it. I liked that campaign and I liked it because they got, it was all about customer involvement like from the whole thing, from voting on flavors, creating new flavors, designing a label to these fake focus groups, you know? So that's, Love it. that's fun. So that campaign was a cool thing. This campaign is called Don't Do This at Home, and it was in 2012 in England. And as you already know, the brand really wanted to be the drink for adventure junkies. Okay. 
So they launched a video ad that featured a teenager sliding down an escalator on a snowboard, grabbing a rope thrown to him by another teenager from the back of a moving train. Holy moly. I was going to say, I would try to do it down an escalator. See, you're the problem. (laughs) Well, we tried. Do you see what Chase and I were trying to do on our bike to work day? No. I was trying to give him my bungee cord on because I was riding the scooter and he was riding his bike. When she says scooter, she was riding an electric moped. Yeah. So I was trying to pull like Chase on riding his bike behind my scooter and it was working for a minute. And then I'm like, I feel like this is a bad idea. (laughs) We should stop. I feel like I own the company and this might be a liability. You might be going down. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Anyways. Yes. So this featured a crazy stunt. So let me just say that again real quick. Teenager sliding down an escalator on a snowboard. Got it? Visual. Grabbing a rope thrown to him by another teenager who's on the back of a moving train. Clear? He then jumps off the ground and surfs along the track on his snowboard before falling to the ground and celebrating. So like where's the escalator in relation to the train? So if you imagine like a subway. Oh, okay. So like you go down the escalator into the subway system, right? Like in New York or Chicago? Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh my God. Okay. So then the ad, it was a video ad, and then it cut to don't do this at home, D-E-W. So what do you think happened, Alexis? They got sued. Or I bet a bunch of people tried to do it because (laughs) I totally would try to do it. I'm like, that sounds cool. They didn't really get sued, but people freaked the F out because they were so worried, rightfully so, that kids and teens, and apparently Alexis Crusay, might try to emulate the stunt and it's pretty freaking dangerous. A moving train. Dude, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tell you my stunt. So if anyone, any brand wants to sponsor this, get ready. So Wes, Do I need more insurance on you first? Uh, maybe. I think I'll be good. But so Wes goes to that King of the Hammers every year. And we he took me there. And it's this like amazing sand hill. And I was so pissed. I'm like, what the hell? Why didn't we bring our boards? So I want to go to the dunes. And I want Wes to pull me behind the quad on a snowboard with like a ski rope and I want to snowboard through the sand dunes. Like how cool is that? You would get run over by an ATV not paying attention. It's so No, dangerous. I want to do like super cool tricks. You're and so then lucky put, you have me in your life. I would never let you do that. And by the way, I'm going skydiving. Oh my, oh, that's fine. You can go skydiving. I'm fine with that. So people freaked out. Like they freaked out because they were so afraid of all these kids trying these the same trick, which you said you would do it. So I think it sounded kind of cool. I mean, I'd probably wear a helmet and a face mask, but <laughs> face mask. Well, what if you bit it on the tracks and you're well, but like a thin face mask? Oh, like a hard face mask. Or like a squishy one. <laughs> so you kind of like just bounced off the tracks. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes just I wonder cool. how you made it to like this point in your life. <laughs> like in one well, piece. I don't really do these things. I would, but I, like, you would. I would. So like there's things. Like we, I don't know what stops you. Well, there's been people in my life <laughs> that just like call me out and they're like, that's probably not a good idea. Like you're stupid. I'm like, okay. okay. But that's fun. Anyways, the spot appeared on like various gaming apps on YouTube and on social media. So all places where kids and teens are watching. Yeah. And the complaints came rolling in faster than you can imagine. Many people found this ad to be reckless, and they complained that the ad encouraged teenagers to like literally jump in front of trains because that is exactly what it did. People were freaking but it was out. behind the train. <laughs> okay. Yes. Way better. 
People were freaking out, and Pepsi quickly issued an apology. And Mountain Dew said the ad was intended to be, like, tongue-in-cheek rather than causing harm, you know, or to get people to emulate it. It certainly didn't mean to do that. It said don't do this. It did. But it was kind of, like, quick at the end and was kind of funny, you know? Like, they didn't— Like, People cringe. didn't take it like it was serious. Don't Wait, do when this when was this out? Because, like, remember— 2012. Okay, because wasn't Nitro Circus really big then, too? What's that? Oh, you haven't seen Nitro Circus? Nitro? Circus. No. It's these dumbass people that do shit like that, like stunts. They like take a skateboard and like fly off some building and huh. do flips and just Google it. It's yeah. like, and there, there was all those movies, like Jackass. Remember the movie? Yes. It's like, just like that. It is that, but the other level of just stunts. Okay, got it. So, well, Pepsi was like, the don't do this at home tagline was supposed to tell people, like, don't do it at home. But the Advertising Standards Authority, who's the UK's regulator on advertising, they did not agree with Mountain Dew. They were like, the scene is too realistic, and the on-screen text that says, like, don't do this at home is more of a play on words than, like, an actual caution. So they were like, this is not okay. So they conducted that, like, the ad had to be taken down. So... It's gone. I actually searched everywhere for way more time than I should have to find a video of this because I really wanted to show you, but it does not exist. Like anywhere. anywhere. I mean, if someone can it. find it, I will pay you $5. Please yeah. find it and tag me in it. So in 2016, Alexis, we're moving on to puppy, monkey, baby. <laughs> Do you remember it? Puppy, monkey, baby. baby. No, that you just, don't? No. Let me just show you this one real quick. Man, I might just chill tonight. Puppy monkey baby. 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 Mountain Dew Kickstart. Do juice caffeine. What do you think? Oh my god. <laughs> that may be the best Super Bowl commercial of all time. Why is that puppy monkey baby not like resurrected? Right? What the fuck, Mountain Dew? Bring it back. Why didn't they create stuffies like that? Like with outfits? That would have been cool. I mean, my kids would buy the a puppy hell monkey out of baby. A puppy mo- so that ad aired on February 7th, 2016 for Super Bowl 50. And it was the number one favorite Super Bowl commercial of that year. I mean, it might be the best one of all time. Oh my God. I freaking love that. You know what it kind of reminded me of? What? We might have to post this on our stories. Remember the Salsa Sensations jingle where the three dudes are sitting on the couch and they're like, Ed Walmart, and they're (laughs) singing? I mean, I'm not going to lie. Those guys were talented. They were. That was like comparable to that. They 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 didn't have a puppy monkey baby, but they had Salsa Sensations. (laughs) (laughs) And that was a client for a different day that we'll tell you about. But yes, this puppy monkey baby was a computer-generated mashup of three things that the public generally finds to be cute and harmless. It was a pug puppy, which was the head. It was a monkey, which was the body and the tail. And a dancing baby, the hips and the legs. Puppy. Monkey baby. Oh my God. I freaking love it. the puppy monkey baby dances. It like comes in through like a dog door, I think, of the house. There's these three dudes sitting on the couch and they're like in, they're settled in for a boring Friday night. They probably three just dudes who don't have any girlfriends play video games all day. That's their life. That's what I picture. Yeah. And this puppy monkey baby just waltzes on in carrying some bucket of Mountain Dew. And 
he is dancing around these three men. He gets up on the couch, like licks their faces, gives them the Mountain Dew kickstart, which is similarly described as being a combination of three things as well. It's Mountain Dew, juice, and caffeine. Hence the correlation between puppy monkey baby, baby. and Mountain Dew. I love Dew. that he, like, they just go lick the computer. He like, goes and licks the guys and he goes, puppy monkey baby. Puppy, he, goes, mon- he goes, puppy, lick, monkey, lick. Baby, look. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. And I freaking love it. It is the most random commercial I've ever, probably ever seen. Like, I can't think of anything more random. Yeah. But this commercial gained a ton of media coverage, both good and bad, because some people on the other end were like, what the actual fuck is yeah. this? You know? But it was rated the number one Super Bowl commercial of the night. It generated 2.2 million online views and 300,000 social media interactions after airing. Oh, my God. Right? A writer with Gawker, her name is Melissa Cronin, described it as a horror hallucination of brand awareness. Oh, my God. But frankly, I think weird usually wins, and it did in this case. Weird wins. Weird always wins. Yes. So moving on to 2019... Mountain Dew had a goal to be more direct to consumer with its marketing. Although I would say it kind of always was, right? Yeah. In an effort to make this a reality, it added three new employees to its team with the title Fan Engagement. And their job was to comb the internet and create content and products that would resonate with its super loyal customers. How freaking smart is that? Like literally their full-time job was to look on the internet and find people who loved Mountain Dew, like yours truly, and find a way to create products that would cater to them. Okay. So one of the first products that came out of this initiative, do you know what it was? What? A limited edition run of Mountain Dew scented body wash. What? They ran a limited run of like 250 bottles of this, and they made it for fans after a Reddit user posted an image of what looked like Mountain Dew body wash. Like they created it themselves or something. And so these people like found it and they were like, we are going to make this product. Do you own it? I don't. I mean, I kind of wish I did. I'm not going to lie. I like the smell of Mountain Dew. Now, do I want it to like body? Yeah. Do I want to like smell like it? I I mean, you probably already do when you sweat. I'm not going to lie. On certain days, that could be true. (laughs) Melissa, like... That's, you drip Mountain Dew. I drip Mountain Dew. That'd be so gross. So this team actually trolls the internet looking for the craziest Mountain Dew customers out there. The ones who take baths in Mountain Dew. The ones who get tattoos of Mountain Dew. I mean, the brand wants to find a way to reciprocate. Oh my God. And it creates these products for super fans. And this is a really unique fan engagement strategy that at surface level doesn't seem like it would really be like scalable or as effective as maybe like a big media buy or TV campaign, but it can carry way more impact. Like even just reaching 250 super fans who have a really good following on the internet, like if you send them Mountain Dew body wash, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to be scrub-a-dub-dub. And they're going to post about it and share about it. Apparently, there was one woman who posted on Twitter that in every single photo she had of her and her fiance, he was holding a Mountain Dew. So do you know what Mountain Dew did with that information? What? Because it was her fiance. They created a custom cake topper for her upcoming wedding, and she unboxed it on TikTok and got nearly 400,000 likes. 
I'm telling you, Melissa, what are you doing? I know, but honestly, Like, Alexis, you could truly be a Mountain Dew influencer. I mean, I love it, but I, not that much. But I just got to say, like, you're kind of, like, promoting bad habits to people. Like, kids. Or. Like, the future. Or, wait, <laughs> let me put it in a new perspective for you. Look at how successful I am. Look at how much I've accomplished in my life. And I'm drinking Diet Mountain Dew. Huh. Maybe it's the new drink to get shit done. Uh, or preserve your insides. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I freaking love this strategy. I mean, this one-to-one, like, customer engagement strategy is so smart. So smart. And I don't think many brands really understand the power of investing, even just those three full-time people, this is their job, in investing those resources in that one-to-one engagement. Like, it can pay off way more way than more. other yeah, tactics. I agree. You know? You know another weird product that they created? Huh. For $100, Alexis, you can own a Mountain Dew body pillow and you can never be lonely again. It's like a giant bottle oh of Mountain Dew. Just like that you can I sleep wish with. I would have done this episode before and I, your birthday and I could just like have had fabulous items. <laughs> just like waiting for me? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I would still welcome them. You'd throw it away in two seconds. 100% I would. Okay. Moving on to February 2021. Mountain Dew brought one of our favorite soft-spoken ASMR artists in for a campaign. Okay. I don't know who an ASMR artist is. Bob I mean, I know it. Ross. Oh, my God. He is not alive, just to be clear. He did pass away in 1995. So how exactly in 2021 did Mountain Dew bring him back? I don't know. I just bought Wes Bob Ross Fun Dip, and it, you have to paint it on and then eat it <laughs> for Why? Easter. Oh I don't know. I thought it was like body paint, and he was like, eh. he looked at me like, oh, what did you get me this for? I'm like, oh, guess that's That'd not going to be fun. That's like sexy. Like, let's paint each other with Fun Dip. Bob Ross Bob Ross Fun, fun dip. dip. And he looked at me like, eh, what did you get this for me? I was like, okay, well, guess I'll just eat it myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, The joy. The joy. Anyways, good old Bob Ross is known for his gentle persona and happy landscape paintings. And he's beloved to us 80s kids. We loved Bob Ross. And even this newer generation is obsessed with him thanks to Amazon Prime Video streaming his show, The Joy of Painting. Oh, my kids love him. So it made all the sense for Mountain Dew to find a way to bring him back. Yeah. So Mountain Dew and agency TBWA Shia Day New York worked with the Bob Ross Foundation on a 15-second spot, and it shows Ross adding some happy little droplets to a landscape painting that includes a bottle of Mountain Dew. How about we add some happy little droplets? Sometimes in life you get a little thirsty, and when a refreshing opportunity comes along, you can just... Ah, shoot, that's good. What do you think? Imposter. Imposter? Well, yes. I mean, kind of. So in the ad, he says, sometimes in life you get a little thirsty and when a refreshing opportunity comes along, you can just, and then he reaches into the painting and grabs the bottle of Mountain Dew and he drinks it and he goes, shoot, that's good. And Mountain Dew said that Ross was recreated via CGI with an actor whose body structure and demeanor resembled Bob Ross and they use prosthetics and a wig. Yeah. And then, like, CGI and face mapping was used for a mouth replacement and augmentation of the face. And then a real painter, who was certified by the Bob Ross Foundation, did all the painting. 
Isn't that crazy? So, you know, it's so crazy. And I have like a million things I would go back and do. But like I, when I was an architect, I would freaking. Wait, you were an architect? No, I want to go be an architect. But oh. I would not last in school. I'd no. drop out. But I was watching the Superman, the creation of Superman and some new, one of these new movies. CGI is fucking crazy. Like to be able to learn how to do that. I know. I just watched, I don't know what the new thing that came out. The guy said he did all the acting and he had no idea what he looked like until, and his acting ability until two years later when it was finished. So like they just act in a green screen and the, the amount of the ability to create whatever you want to create is so trippy. It is. It's insane. It's insane. Well, The Spot teased actually a full episode of Paint with Bob, which aired on YouTube on March 6, 2021, where the resurrected Ross taught viewers how to make the Mountain Dew painting. Oh, my God. So, like, they actually had a full series where kids and, I guess, adults could – Tune in and learn to paint. Yeah. The campaign also involved a paint giveaway and charity auction. I mean, I think it's pretty cool, right? I agree. Who doesn't love a little Bob Ross in their lives? I mean, happy trees. Happy (laughs) trees. In 2020, there was a lot of disappointment in the world. There was. Like, everything was canceled. Everything was depressing. And Mountain Dew felt bad for everyone who had to cancel all of their big, big plans so, you know what they did in 2021 to help the world recover? What? They decided to give fans a mountain do-over. Oh, okay. What do you think that is? I don't know. So, they released a new flavor called Mountain Dew Cake Smash. Sounds okay. horrible. Horrible. It literally apparently tasted like birthday cake. Okay. Doesn't sound appetizing, but hey, that's okay. And people could enter the Mountain Dew Over sweepstakes where they would win the Mountain Dew Cake Smash and potentially one of three $1,000 Dew Over party funds. But there was a little catch to this. Okay. People had to have a great story to tell. Like you had to go on Twitter and you had to explain what was it in 2020 that you had planned that was so cool, so big, so canceled that you wanted to have a Do Over. Oh, that's smart. Isn't that smart? And the hashtag was do, do over, like D-E-W, do over. The three winners were given $1,000 to make their do over happen. And a bunch of people were mailed these, like you showed me an unboxing someone did on Twitter of like another Mountain Dew brand. They were mailed the Mountain Dew cake flavor, cake smash packs. Oh my God. And so you could buy them direct to consumer like on their website or you could win them. And they're no longer, it's no longer a flavor that exists. But I thought it was a cute idea. I did scroll through the Twitter hashtag to like try to find cute stories to tell you, but there weren't that many good ones. It's kind of boring. So I, I love the campaign idea. I I don't think it worked that well, no. but it's a cool concept. Okay. Okay. Moving on to another one in 2021. Mountain Dew did something that seems pretty opposite of what it has been attempting to do for decades. You know how I told you in the beginning it was trying to separate itself from those hillbilly roots? Yeah. And they wanted it to be more action adventure? Well, in 2021, Mountain Dew announced a dream job that they were on the hunt for the perfect candidate for. They were planning to open an outpost right outside of Mountain City, Tennessee, and they were searching for a ranger. Okay. Why were they trying to be hillbilly again? Why? Wasn't that confusing a little bit? Yeah. So here's a picture of it, of the Mountain Dew outpost. Okay. What does it look like? Looks like a, like... 
convenience store slash motel in the middle of the Midwest. It kind of looks like Schitt's Creek, but like Mountain Dew version. Yeah, or I was going to say, I've been watching that. Yellowstone? No, there's another one. Mountain something, I forget. It's with Ryan Felipe was in it. This new outpost was meant to pay homage to the brand's roots. As you know, the company first started in Tennessee eight decades ago. It was set among 8,600 acres of wilderness and features an archery course, hiking trails, and 3,000 acres of land on Doe Mountain. Oh my God. Sounds just magical. Magical. It was also part of a new initiative of the brand to invest $1.25 million to protect and preserve the great outdoors and promote outdoor adventure. So okay. I have to say- They, they connected it. They Got connected it. the dots back to its roots, but a little less hillbilly by, you know, trying to promote outdoor adventure. So the brand said that with people spending more time outside than ever due to the pandemic, now was the perfect time to return to Tennessee and give back to the community and leave a positive impact. Okay. And of course, as part of this new wilderness base, Mountain Dew was looking for a outpost ranger. And Alexis, you were meant for this job. <laughs> this person would be responsible for leading group hikes. Oh, yeah. I you could do that. Do that. Mountain scavenger hunts. You love, love that, that. And supervising community activities. You yeah, would love I like that. that. I like that. You were like a student housing queen. You were like, you. Yeah, I love the activities. I actually ran into Yo in Tucson. And she was like, remember when you and Melissa just used to rock those muscle milk events? <laughs> yes. Like, yes. But this person was only hired for one week. Oh. You were okay. paid a $5,000 stipend. Oh, sweet. I mean, for one week. That's And good. you had to live in this Mountain Dew outpost? Yeah. I mean, I, w- I would split it with you. Okay. I would go do it with you. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I would do half the job. Are they hiring again? The job post, they already selected someone, has not been announced to, because they're opening it this year. <gasps> we got to go. I know. Where is it? I'm so glad you said that. I booked us a trip already. <laughs> It's in Tennessee. Um, Does it so happen to coincide with our trip to Nashville? You know what, Alexis? I might be able to make it coincide with our trip to Nashville. What what place more would you love to have your 40th birthday party than at the Mountain Dew Outpost (laughs) in Tennessee? I could not imagine any place I'd rather have it. I mean, I feel like we should do it. Anyways, along with getting paid five grand, you also will get a Polaris Ranger XP 1000 Premium. Oh, I've been wanting one of those. I don't even know what that is, but it sounds I cool. want one for the property. Perfect. So obviously, this was just a stunt to draw attention to the new initiative to like promote outdoor adventure, but they, they are really building this. This yeah. is really a thing. Um, applications were open until January 14th of this year, 2022, and the outpost opens in May oh, of this year. we can go. I know. Are we going? Yeah. Okay, awesome. So this whole promotion like got a ton of earned media, a ton of social media buzz. I'm anxiously awaiting who this ranger is because I could not find who was selected, but I want to meet him. Love it. Yeah. So we already know the carbonated soft drink market is pretty dang saturated. Yeah. There's a lot of players in that space. But overall, I think Mountain Dew does a great job of creating stunts and campaigns that appeal specifically to their target demo. Don't you? Yeah. I mean, there's so much more. I've been on Instagram kind I of barely, like, it is crazy. I barely Like, you didn't even it. say they, they did a Flaming Hot Cheeto. I know. Yeah, they, they did a Flaming Hot Cheeto. That was one of the temporary flavors. Oh, my God. But they, they have like these guy, I mean, they're influencers. People are like into this shit. 
I know, Alexis. They People do a are great job. Super fans. It's been reported that in 2019, Mountain Dew spent about $120 million in just the US to market the soda. Wow. A lot of money, right? But its market share is just under 7%. Which is really low, but they're, I mean, think about, they're not just competing with soda, they're competing with energy drinks. You're right. Because I'm telling you, I've only had like three sips of this drink and my heart's like, ba bomb ba bomb <laughs> Well, you're correct. But, and it really isn't a huge percentage, but over the past decade and a half, the brand share has really remained between six and 7%. So that might be all they can capture. Yeah. In the Brand Finance 2021 annual report on the most valuable soft drink brands, Coke is the number one spot, and Mountain Dew holds strong at number nine. So again, I don't think they could probably ever get above, like in the top three, but they're in the top 10. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive. So what do you think, Lex? It will stick. I'm impressed. I'm not a Mountain Dew drinker, but their marketing is killer. I agree with you, and I wish I could convert you, but I just think it's never going to happen. No, sorry. I'm not a soda girl. All right. Well, let me just thank a few of my sources here. Mountain Dew's Wikipedia was really, really good. There's a lot of things all about the flavors. I mean, so many things. Um, Adsoftheworld.com had a really good article just about the Mountain Dew history. Marketing Dive had a really good article that was a deep dive into all things Mountain Dew. And then Mashed.com had an article called The Untold Truth of Mountain Dew that I found so much good stuff on the history. So that is all I got for you awesome. today. Well, as always, please, please, please leave us a five-star review, share our podcast, and comment on our posts what you want to hear about next. And if anyone has a favorite Mountain Dew flavor, now that I know that there's like 78 or 80, whatever the number is, <gasps> Tell us what your favorite flavor is. Yeah. yeah. Send us a pic with your Mountain Dew. If anyone drinks Flaming Hot Cheetos Mountain Dew, I may vomit, but I would she love wants, to see it. She wants to know. She wants to know what you pair it with. What if they made a Tabasco Mountain Dew? Would you drink it? Oh, no. Cholula? Maybe Cholula. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's where she draws the line. She will drink Cholula, Cholula. Mountain Dew. Yes. Anything else? No. All right. Bye. Peace out. <laughs>